We'll go ahead and move now into Article 8 of the Belgian Confession. Um, as Sam said a few weeks ago, these are kind of like uh, the reason we go through these creeds, confessions, um, and catechisms. They're sort of like bumpers when, you, on, uh, when you're bowling. So if you bowl like me, you don't go off the course. And this basically helps us with our doctrine so that we know that we are orthodox. We aren't just making up new doctrines, new ideas, but we are connected to the church that Christ founded himself. And so we'll go ahead and read. This will be our last week here in Article 8. And we'll go ahead and hone in on a, a certain portion after that. It should be on the boards. And it says, In keeping with this truth and the word of God, we believe in one God, who is one single essence, in whom there are three persons, really, truly, and eternally distinct, according to their incommunicable properties, namely, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Father is the cause, origin, and source of all things, visible as well as invisible. The Son is the Word, the wisdom, and the image of the Father. The Holy Spirit is the eternal power and might, proceeding from the Father and the Son. Nevertheless, this distinction does not divide God into three, since Scripture teaches us that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit each has a distinct subsistence, distinguished by characteristics, yet in such a way that these three persons are only one God. It is evident then that the Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Father, and that likewise the Holy Spirit is neither the Father nor the Son. Nevertheless, these persons thus distinct are neither divided nor fused or mixed together. For the Father did not take on flesh, nor did the Spirit, but only the Son. The Father was never without the Son, nor without the Holy Spirit, since all these are equal from eternity in one and the same essence. There is neither a first nor a last, for all three are one in truth and power and goodness and mercy." And so as I said, this will be our last week here in Article 8 of the Belgic Confession. And in our time here in this article, we've looked at the history of the doctrine of the Trinity. We then looked uh, with our brother Sam at how we can confess that God is one in essence, yet three in person. We then moved on into the incommunicable properties of the Son and the Father. And today we'll go ahead and finish up by looking at the properties of the Holy Spirit. And so God the Holy Spirit is, quote, in this confession, the eternal power and might proceeding from the Father and the Son. And so the Holy Spirit, as, the, as a distinct person, the Belgic claims, is the power and the might whereby the Father's cause, the Father is the cause, and the Son's effectiveness are therefore powerful and efficacious. Let me, let me put that in an easier way. We can probably articulate this and see this most easily at creation, where we have the Father who makes all things through the Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we see here in creation, it's a Trinitarian effort, if you will. No one is left out. 
it's a sad fact in American Christianity that the Holy Spirit is probably the least understood of the members of the Trinity. While many self-proclaimed Christians may shut the door on Jehovah's Witness because they believe that the Holy Spirit is something akin to the force from Star Wars rather than an actual person, in a poll that I found, it shows that 55% of, quote, born-again Christians reject the existence of the Holy Spirit altogether. So more than half. And 61% believe, quote, the Holy Spirit is the symbol of God's presence and power, but is not a living entity. So most people in America who claim to be Christians deny the Holy Spirit altogether or simply say he's a symbol or like a force, which is Jehovah's Witness doctrine. I would say this is quite tragic um, because we know as a church that without the true personhood of the Holy Spirit, there is no hope for us to ever be holy or to ever have an actual relationship with Christ. For we commune with our Lord through the person, the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is one of the reasons why examining these creeds and confessions is vitally important, I think. When we, to close this article, though, I want us to look at the Athanasian Creed. Um, the latter half of this article the Belgi- in the Belgian Confession uses the language that was employed in the Athanasian Creed. And I thought it would be worth some time to look at it and kind of compare it to see how we truly are a historical, orthodox, and Catholic, little c, Catholic faith. In the Athanasian Creed, starting at line three, it says, We worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Spirit. But the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit is all one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. The Father, uncreated, the Son, uncreated, the Holy Spirit, uncreated, the Father, incomprehensible, the Son, incomprehensible, the Holy Spirit, incomprehensible, the Father, eternal, the Son, eternal, the Holy Spirit, eternal, and yet they are not three eternals, but one eternal. And also there are not three uncreated, nor three incomprehensible, but one uncreated and one incomprehensible. So likewise, the Father is almighty, the Son almighty, and the Holy Spirit almighty. And yet there are not three almighties, but one almighty. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And yet there are not three gods, but one God. So likewise, the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, and the Holy Spirit Lord. And yet there are not three lords, but one Lord. For like we are compelled by the Christian verity, to acknowledge every person by himself to be God and Lord, so are we forbidden by the Catholic religion to say there are three gods or three lords. The Father is made of none, neither created nor begotten. The Son of the Father alone. The Son is of the Father alone, not, cre- not made or created, but begotten. The Holy Spirit is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created, but begotten, nor begotten, sorry, but proceeding. So there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, 
one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And in this Trinity, none is a four or after another. None is greater or less than another. But the whole three persons are co-eternal and co-equal. And so we see from these truths that there is not only persons of the Trinity, but God is also personal. A personal God who exists in three persons to save persons, us. To live, therefore, in a personal relationship with him and with each other. And this is why I would say Nicaea, the Belgian Confession here in Article 8, the Doctrine of the Trinity is so important because if we take away the personal aspect of God, we take away the very gospel that we believe. The Father must elect, the Son must die for, and the Spirit must apply. If we rid ourselves of the Holy Spirit, we are left without Christ, without God, left with only hell.